Hi, welcome to the show. Would you guys introduce yourself? Well, we're Linguimation Studio. I'm Josh from the U.S. and Sammy's my partner from Finland, and we're based in Japan. We make video games for language learning. Okay, and fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you guys make video games for language learning. Um, you know, what platform is it on? Is so? Is this like a PC down, downloadable? trying to compete with um, Rosetta Stone or something, or what's, what's the game exactly about? Well, our, our first game is a iPhone game. Uh, it's called Four Letter Words, and it's a, uh, uh, a basic word game. Well, a word game with a few twists to it. Um, and we're working on mobile games right now, primarily because we want to target the uh, the language learner outside of the classroom. Yeah. So was that the inspiration then for targeting mobile games? Was there another reason to, to go for mobile, you know, cause iPhone, you know, it, it has the cachet at this point. So I wasn't sure maybe that's just sounded better than doing a downloadable piece of. Actually we did uh, flash games at first okay. and we sort of promote many of our ideas and got a few flash games done, and then the the iPhone iOS platform is very good. It's marketable and got very good tools. Yeah, and uh, that's why we went with the the iOS stuff. Uh, most companies usually, when they are, what I've seen with indie developers is usually when they're on one platform, it's hard for them to change to another platform. So. If indie developers were doing Flash, they wouldn't normally transition into iOS or mobile platforms. Um, yeah. Was, what inspired you guys? I mean, that's, that's an awesome step. Well, I guess, I guess you could say we weren't doing the Flash very well. Okay. <laughs> well, that so, helps, right? They always monetized it. Um, <laughs> the, the, what we basically discovered was that it was going to be a long, hard road uh, before we made anything uh, with Flash, before we could... <laughs> turn any kind of a profit and we moved over to the iPhone games hoping to uh, be able to create a few games and at least show a little bit of income so when you guys when you guys switched over to the iPhone strategy um, how long ago was that and uh, what were the thoughts in terms of games that you wanted to initially do for the iPhone um, that was like what Seven months ago, eight months ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, one of our friends said, like, I'm interested to do some iOS coding. Uh, I want to get to it. Um, I think the big hurdle is, like, flash people view Objective-C and all that stuff very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, that's the big step. And, and we had this guy who was like, yep. I want to learn the platform. I, I want to start and let's do a game. And we had we had many ideas we've been working on, and uh, that's that's how it started. And did you guys think to maybe release a simple game? Like, is is four letter words your first game, or have you tried more smaller experiments on the platform? Oh, that, that's the first thing. Yeah, and it's um, technically quite a complex game. Uh, it's a simple game, but under the hood, there's lots of stuff going on and some, some, some new things probably ha haven't seen on an iPhone yet. 
you know, around that time, seven or eight months ago, uh, Android was also gaining some steam and exposure. Um, why did you guys decide to go with iPhone versus Android? Um, I, I do open source stuff. Um, there's a thing called the Hike operating system. That's a free OS. And I go to these open source events. And in the summertime, I went to the Kansai Open Source Conference. And we were promoting Haiku, and I met up with with the people who who uh, represent Android here in Japan, the open source side. And we were talking about apps on the Android, and these guys were saying like, um, inherently, Android is a platform where there's a lot of open source, yeah. so people are not so willing to pay for the apps. <laughs> and I thought like, oh, oh, that doesn't sound very good. Okay. Of course, it's it's something to look into later. So yeah. so that sort of stre- strengthened my idea. Like, let's go with iOS, and because um, it's it's a you know it's a yeah, and, and so on. And also, Angry Birds though they've you know they I think they did release a free version for Android, but they're monetizing via uh, ads. And I know yeah. it's not it's not direct payment, but they're supposedly going to make over a million a month uh, in you know ad revenue from their Android app. So it might yeah. be something that other smaller developers could keep in mind now that the landscape has changed a little. Um, yeah, and we're hoping that uh, it is going to change. Um, it really, right now, it's that we don't have the resources yet to yeah, be yeah. able to develop for both platforms. And we had to make that initial decision uh, and went with the iPhone. Um, we'd like to do uh, something next spring for Android, but it's going to depend on uh, the other releases first. Now, for these um, for these platforms, there's actually tools that can do cross-platform development. Uh, stuff yep. like Titanium and uh, PhoneGap and stuff like that. Did you guys look into that for your Word game? Because I don't know if your Word game requires heavy um, graphics you know it seems the, like it's more the, casual, um, so. the um the game um actually at first i looked into phone gap and i was writing a javascript version i was thinking like i'll just uh wrap it with yeah with phone gap and release it but the performance was too low okay. and normally when people think of a word game and all the all the word game apps you find in the app store it's just very basic, and but our stuff is um, it's it's more complicated. There's more fluid graphics and stuff going on. So doing PhoneGap JavaScript just was just it didn't fly. Was it really slow? Like was it? I mean, do you think for for the other developers, indie developers listening out there, do you think PhoneGap is a way to just do even simple animations, or does any kind of animation just slow stuff down? Um, um, the thing is, like, you can do simple games, like, there's all these, um, little puzzle games and things that work well with PhoneGap, yeah. but our game has uh, this kind of self-organizing network engine that makes gazillion calculations 60 times a second, and that just grinds to a halt, and, and you have to go, you know, Objective-C. And that was the big, big thing, big thing. Not okay. using PhoneGap. So, uh, for the audience out there, let's let's talk about the gameplay. 
Um, so you decided to make, uh, so moving back to when you decided to make the game for the iPhone, um, did you already have the gameplay in mind? How did you guys come about the, how did you guys figure out what you're going to do to make this game fun? Uh, the, the game originally started as a classroom activity. I'm a, uh, linguist. I teach at a university here in Japan. Um, and it, it's originally a classroom activity. You can take any four-letter word in English that uh, doesn't start or end with a vowel and any other four-letter word in English. And by changing one letter at a time, uh, you can move from the first word to the uh, target word, creating a word at each step in the middle. So if you want to go from uh, take to say uh let's see take to food you would change uh t to f right and as you go along the line you change one letter at a time anyway so that was the inspiration for the game and because uh uh my students are generally able to do that fairly well we thought that would work out well for the word game and then and the concept for the game, the design for the actual uh, iPhone game, we wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something, a word game that was uh, graphically pleasing, that had a nice sort of sense of ambiance to it. Get away from all of the grids and the, uh, well, I guess the wordiness. <laughs> yeah. Go, go Balinese. Um, 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 actually, uh, the graphical ideas came from a number of sources, um, we sort of uh, had an idea of how the game looks like. And um, and then uh, a friend came to visit me last summer and he had some, uh, uh, he had made something with the self-organizing map. And I looked, looked at that and that was very fascinating how things were moving around. And uh, I said, like, can we use this idea? And he said, yeah, yeah, make it into a game, you know, knock yourself out. So it was it was like many ideas just falling into place. And we had direction like, OK, this is what we want to do with our game. So we, so in the game, you so there are four letter words. And then your goal is to transition from like one word to another four letter word. Can you talk about the specific mechanics be, behind how players would do that? So, uh, when you're looking at the game, you're looking at, at the beginning, a start word. And again, let's say the word uh, chin, C-H-I-N. And then you have a target word like soap. And when you tap on the first cell that has chin in it, you get the letters coming out in nodes from the edge of the cell. And you choose the letter in chin that you want to change. So let's say you want to change the C, tap that letter, and then letters appear in the nodes outside that you can choose from. So you'd get an H, uh, sorry, you'd get a S or a T, for example, and then you'd tap that letter, and the new cell will appear. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. so, so you tap in, so let's say, okay, so for Chin, I tap in, I tap and I hit the C, I tap C, then you said S and T comes out, so I tap, say, S. What happens next? Then you have the cell Shin, 
And since we're going over to soap, we want to... uh, Got you, got you. So there's going to be, there's different options. And so so then I tap and I want to choose the H, then maybe there's like three or four different letters there. And one of them will be an O and I just need to hit the O? Uh, well, actually it won't be, you can't change it into a word that doesn't exist. So the challenge is, okay, well, that's good. That's yeah. The the challenge is to do it through, uh, real words only. Okay. Okay. So that, that's, yeah, that's where I was wondering where the strategy was coming in. So, yeah. Okay. So that's a lot more clear now. So for, so for example, between chin and soap, you have about, I think seven (laughs) steps. Okay. That you have to change because you have to sort of go back and forth between. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting, man. That's that's awesome. You you think of a Rubik's cube with four letter yeah, words. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> what we um, done. Yeah. Now you know when you guys started it, did you guys hear of words with friends? Um, that's another Is iPhone it? app. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, we had just started talking about that. You, you mean in terms of things like multiplayer? Yeah, multiplayer, um, social interaction. Um, you know, uh, they gave a talk at the GDC online in Austin, and they were talking about how last year they were at like 50,000 daily actives. And then, you know, through some of these other marketing and viral techniques, they've grown to like, you know, almost 2 million daily users. Yeah. Um, and, you know, word games are obviously huge. Um, They're so, big. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so, so you, you were aware of words with friends when you guys started. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. And um, the next step for this game is to put in the multiplayer, yeah, uh, cooperative and competitive play functions. Well, while you were designing the game, so this gameplay did it come about after you started the game? I mean, I know you mentioned that you were. You had students and, um, I mean, so was the gameplay pretty much set in stone before you started? Or did you have to make any modifications? Were you doing user testing? Or what were some of the challenges or surprises uh, that you had to do to actually modify it so it works and and is fun on the iPhone platform? Uh, Well, the the first thing we had to do is make it easy. Um, <laughs> so that's why it's four letter words, right? Like instead of <laughs> yeah. it's seven okay. letter words, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, did you enough. did you guys experiment with that so that maybe it's it's just, you know, maybe at higher levels you have five letter words, six letter words. Is there any well, reason why it's specifically four letter words? Yeah, it actually doesn't work with any other uh number of words. It's All right. there are so many Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. English that have four letters. <laughs> Okay. Well, another strategy could have been where if you did seven-letter words or eight-letter words, when you transition, when you add another word, you just have to create a subword, like a, another four-letter word. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, There's just many ways four. to go. <laughs> yeah, four is pretty hard as it is. Okay. Yeah. Actually, when the distance between the start and target word grows, it, it gets quite hard okay and there's there's enough challenge even with the four letter words so and we we uh like i said i wrote the javascript version of the game (laughs) so we we sort of uh tested out a simple version of of the game mechanic and we tweaked it 
and then went the iOS development and the way the game turned out graphically so that gave us ideas for the gameplay as well so we we yeah. we moved moved on changed things you know so, some, uh, some other developers were mentioning that it's actually hard to test stuff on the iPhone so did you run into any issues while you were trying to test your game on the iPhone well no no i think the uh uh, testing and and getting the provisioning profiles and registering people's devices that was a bit of a hassle because uh, it was the first time around for us. But af after that, it was pretty straightforward. So we did our our local testing with developers and friends that live close and just just gave gave them a version from the laptop or whatever. And then then. Uh, got into the uh, sending out zip files of things. That was a bit hairy, but once you sort of figured out how you do it, so then it was no problem. Yeah, so you guys mentioned that um, you, so you did make a prototype in JavaScript. Were you yep. allowing people to pretty much test it out over the web then? <laughs> um, how, did, how did that work? Oh, we didn't want anybody to see it, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so, yeah. well, Okay, so let's talk about this issue because I know a lot of indie developers are always concerned about, okay, why didn't you want other people to see it? That's the question. Well, that's the, uh, it, it was very rudimentary and <laughs> it, it, was, it was something that, that was just plain ugly and, um, and we, we sort of, because we've been working on many ideas for, for two years. Yeah. We started Lingomation quite a long time ago and there's all these little games and we were thinking like which would work well on the iPhone and what uh, what would be what could be done in a sensible time frame and so on so there's this protos that we built and as for the actual testing of the game uh, we have a group of of teachers and some so we would get together and have a little party and get the latest version out and have people to test and do surveys and give their feedback. So, uh, Yeah, and were there any surprises while you were doing the testing? What was the main feedback that people were giving you? And did you have to change anything based on, like what did you change based on that feedback? Uh, the game wasn't nearly as intuitive as, as we felt it was, the uh, gameplay. Um, and it, it seems as though there are really two crowds of, of gamers, those who jump into a game and uh, want to and can quickly figure out how the gameplay should work and people who are easily flummoxed. And, yep. uh, and that's what the first version of our game did to most people. Uh, and we realized we really need a, a tutorial and we need you know, very easy beginner levels um, and lots of, you know, pleasing feedback. Yeah. Um, when you say pleasing feedback, what do you exactly mean? And what did you do to, yeah, to make it more of an experience rather than just the gameplay itself? Well, one thing is like, we wanted to have, wanted the game to have a certain mood. Okay. So the sound designer, the musician designed interesting sound effects that fit fit the mood of the game. It's one form of feedback and and uh, 
and then there was graphical effects that give the player like a sense of satisfaction, like oh, I made it, and and that that kind of things. So what I can think of right now. Okay. Um, you know, you guys mentioned that you tried other games um, before you went into the iOS. Um, was the goal of the studio to, to do mainly word games or educational games? What what was the, the mission of the studio? Our, well, our mission is essentially to create games to make language learning fun and efficient. Uh, okay. Because there's a, a very serious need for uh, games that allow some of the hundreds of millions of people who are learning languages outside the world to actually use the language they're learning in some sort of a meaningful context. So that at the heart is the, is the core mission. Um, and uh, right now we're doing mobile games. We eventually hope to be doing console games. Oh, really? Um, that's crazy. I mean, that seems very, <laughs> I mean, that seems very different than where I, cause you know, like you mentioned hundreds of millions of people, and I yeah. don't even know if there are that many consoles, whereas a lot of people have Flash. You know, a lot of people – actually, I, you know, a lot, of, a lot more people have these kind of smartphone feature phones Yeah, maybe even consoles. So what's well, not, the inspiration to, to go to console? It's uh, not so much the market side of it. It's that uh, within probably five years, ten at the latest, uh, kids are going to be learning languages through video games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they'll be incorporated either through the classroom or at home. And we see uh, language learning video games as being central to the sort of family game experience. Okay. Um, and where we've seen things like we getting into uh, physical games and bringing us into that uh, sort of medium, we see that things like games for learning whether they're languages or other things, are really going to come into the forefront. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, oh, go I ahead. I think the, the language learning games has sort of a special clang to it. Like when people hear it's a language learning game, they, they think of those. Those games are really simplistic, like slideshows where you can press a button. <laughs> And and so on. I I uh, English is my second language. I learned English by playing video games, and uh, the uh, I had to learn words by looking up meanings of of words when I was playing the game. But the game's so interesting, so I ended up looking up those words and learning them. So we we're doing something that that makes the learning bit easier. So you're enjoying the game. And as a side effect, you're also learning, and the games are designed in such a way that that picking up new vocabulary, improving your English or Spanish or whatever it is, is is easier while you're having fun. So, so having fun with the game—that's the—that's the big point. Uh, that's how I would see it, anyways. So, games are great for learning languages. So. Um would an English speaker then pick up your game if they want to learn French or Spanish? Or, you know, what's the target uh, market? Uh, so is it people who are kind of learning another language? Or will they play the game in their own language and just enjoy the, the wordplay? Well, for this one, uh, 
this one has two releases, four-letter words. Uh, one's a native English speaker release, targeted for native speakers of English. It's quite difficult. And the second is a learner version, uh, targeting anyone learning English, which uh, is oh, easier. Um, with our other games, it really depends on the game itself. So, you know, several cases we have uh, we have core mechanics that can be used to learn or practice or use any language. And so in that case, um, it's just a shell of the game that would be localized. And then it could be people in Japan learning English or people in France learning German or any other sort of combination. And so right now those other languages aren't available. Uh, they're not, and they, they won't be for this particular game, but with uh, future games, they'll be uh, set up so that uh, the majority of the major languages in the world will be available. Um, now, one of the issues with learning a language is that you need to not just learn the words, but also learn how to string together sentences and stuff like that. Is that uh, a game that you guys are going to work on in the future, or is that going to be tied into your current game? Well, language... That's the great thing about about language learning is there are so many things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, you can have when you when you imagine that language itself is the mechanic, um, that language is a a physical activity that we do that requires uh, coordination of muscle and thought, and and in that sense, it's no not really any different than any sort of other physical activity. Um, we we get a little confused and we sort of think, well, speaking is different than, say, playing basketball. But in reality, it's not. And, and games offer this chance to really work on that sort of fluency, that coordination. And you can take it from any of a number of different perspectives or with a different set of mechanics. You can have things that focus on vocabulary, that focus on grammar, uh, we're working on uh, a game that hopefully will be our our next big game that uses a particular kind of mechanic that forces uh, two players to really play cooperatively and speak with each other. So in that sense, what we're focusing on is developing fluency and practicing. Yeah, let's um, you know, let's talk about. Um, the release of this game and what you have in store in terms of multiplayer because you know we did discuss earlier on the words with friends concept where it was multiplayer um, yeah. and it was player kind of like player versus player where do you guys see uh, multiplayer being applied to your current game well I think the uh, um, four letter words it has an arcade feel to it uh, you sort of the idea is the person will play it on one sitting or, or you know, have many sessions on it. So uh, um, if, you, if you look at the game and how it uses the screen and the way the graphics are, so we had, we had these many multiplayer ideas that we wanted to do, but the, uh, the iPhone screen is quite small, so we, we dropped that stuff and the uh, multiplayer thing is going into the iPad version because there's more sc screen estate, and that uh, allows us to do 
interesting things and and do do some great multiplayer action. So the uh, I think I would say like the screen size was the limiting factor uh, because the way the game graphically turned out. So we're saving the the multiplayer stuff for the iPad version right now. Yeah, um, uh, yeah go ahead. How the the multiplayer, at least the competitive uh, multiplayer, is going to work is um, when you when you move from one word to another word, you create a, a network of cells, and the strategy in the multiplayer uh, version is going to be to take words that you've created and send them to your opponent to disrupt their network. Okay. So okay. we're putting in a sort of a uh, kind of a real-time strategy effect into the word game part of it. When I mentioned multiplayer, it seemed like you guys were thinking real-time multiplayer. And the multiplayer I was discussing was more about turn-based multiplayer, something that's more casual. Is that... Um, you know, is that something you guys are looking into, or are you more focused on the real-time multiplayer aspects? I think, I think the way that uh, four-letter words works is it's not it's not Twitch response. It's not really really fast, but it's uh, it works with a sort of a groove that you get into, and you have to keep moving with the game. You don't really stop and put it down. Uh, so. I think definitely we're looking at real-time stuff, and I don't. Th I don't think even the See, issue of turn-based stuff has ever actually come up. Yeah, I think I think going real-time might be dangerous. And, uh, <laughs> and with that said, that said, uh, we will. Uh, you know what we'll do is we'll discuss this uh, in the second half of the interview. Oh, all right. All that, right. That'll happen next. Uh, so. Um, thanks again for your time, and uh, in the upcoming interview, we'll uh, we'll discuss the multiplayer design and um, how All you guys right. actually started doing marketing for your game and um, what's next in store for your studio. So, for the listeners All out right. there, um, you know, stay tuned and thanks again. Take care. <laughs>